Courtside Indiana podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to episode 69 of the Courtside Indiana podcast. I have a voice this week, so that's a good start. Uh, I don't sound like I'm chewing gravel and and uh, joined as always. I'm well. I'm Jim Reamer. Joined as always with Zach Tyler. Zach, how was your week, man? Uh, another good week up here in the north. Uh, weather has not been cooperating. Been chilly, no. chilly yeah. and rainy. We had snow today, actually. Ouch! Oh, it's been a disaster. Got a bunch, got a few soccer games in this weekend though, so that's always good. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, great. Basketball, indoor sport. Yeah, I know it. Chris, how was uh, Chris? What did you do today for your mother for Mother's Day? We we got her some cards and then helped her some cleaning around the house and and let her and she she also she she still cooked dinner but we let her we helped her get all the ingredients for some good French toast that she made. So and, oh really? <laughs> yep. And did, like I said, did a lot of cleaning and organizing for her and let her relax. So yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm always curious what what young guys what young kids do for their mothers for those that don't know Chris, are you a junior or a senior at zionsville junior you're a junior all right and uh for those that don't know chris helped with the fall league and and helps with zionsville basketball so he's probably a little bit like me at that age where he's starting to drive around looking at games from other schools and and he's gonna probably i don't know what is this do you want to head in this direction do you want to you want to be a media guy, or do you, what do you want to do when you refuse probably to grow more up? Probably more. Oh, do you really? Okay, well, we can definitely talk about that too. So, um, cling to Coach Howe; he'll he'll take good care of you there at Zionsville. So, yeah. well, Zach, we uh, Chris and I both saw a ton of games this weekend. Uh, I saw more. I saw some more games today. Uh, we we both were out watching games all day yesterday. So. We'll have uh, some good talk, primarily focusing on the class of 2024. Again, we need to get caught up in that class uh, from a podcasting perspective as well as a website perspective. But we're going to turn to you, Zach, as we do every week, and and let's get some recruiting updates and discuss uh, the action that went on this past week. Yeah, we had a few commitments this week. Well, actually, a couple that I missed putting into our system and an offer, too, I think I missed that we're going to talk about this week as well. Uh, start off with an, an offer today. Uh, Tayshawn Comer from Cathedral got an offer from Toledo. Uh, Ryan, Con- Ryan Conwell has continued his NAI offers and picked up an offer from Marion right down the street from him. Uh, A.J. Dixon from Maryville also picked up a Marion offer. Riley Duncan got a couple NAI offers as well. He's from uh, Cowan and Muncie. Uh, Roosevelt, that's a, a later – I'm sorry, uh, a, an offer from the past – uh, that I didn't get put in. And then he got a Graceland offer this week as well. 
Uh, Jake Moynihan also got a Graceland offer. He's from Seton Catholic. I know those guys are friends, and 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 uh, Riley would like to play with Jake, so we'll see where that goes. Um, Jackson Edwards has another offer. This one from Eastern Illinois. Uh, Eastern Illinois. He's also from Cathedral. That's his second D1 offer, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jackson Gold was a little busy this week. Also, he got a couple NAI offers. He's a 2023 from Warsaw. Really good player. I really like him a lot. Uh, Taylor and Grace both offered him Crossroads League. Uh, Jalen Jackson got a D2 offer from Cedarville to add to his other D2 and Division One offers. Ahmad uh, Gerard from Mount Vernon, uh, UIC offer. Uh, Isaiah Robinson, high academic kid from South Bend Riley, uh, Manchester offer. That's a D3. Uh, Peter Suter, Robert Morris offer. And then we had Kamari Lands committed to Syracuse. That was a week or two ago. Uh, Mason Nicholson from Gary West Side, big guy there. He's going down to Northwest Florida State, which is a JUCO. And then Braden Saxon, a senior from South Bend, or I'm sorry, South Bend Adams, is going to uh, Glen Oaks up in Michigan. Tell, tell us a little bit. I mean, that the Adams, South Bend Adams team, that's that's your that was been your kind of like your vibe really for. Yeah. Since we started podcasting and, and started talking last year about how the state tournament might play out. Well, tell us a little bit more about Braden, because I'm, I'm sure, you know, there, there's just a lot of a lot of balance in that on that team. And there's it's I know it's tough for any of those kids to stand out game after right. game after game. So tell us a little bit about him and, and what uh, Glenn Oaks will get. And then we'll go ahead. Then I'll ask my follow-up question. Okay. Yeah. Braden was one of my favorites from that team. Uh, all five of them are going to go play sports at the next level. All five of the starters, I should say. Uh, I know Chuck Warsham and Sidney Jeffries are going to go to play football. I'm not sure where exactly yet. Uh, Lynn King has a few offers for basketball and uh, Quintez Columbus, I believe, also does. Uh, Braden, I thought, could maybe end up NAIA, and maybe he still will. I mean, after going to Glen Oaks, that's definitely a possibility. Uh, even Crossroads League, I really liked him. I thought he would fit well in the Crossroads League, just the way he works. Uh, he can do so many different things right. He's got great size, great strength. Uh, he can shoot from outside, passes well, runs the floor well. Uh, and then he has a little bit of a post game as well and rebounds the heck out of the ball too so How big? I, I feel like he's probably six four okay I'd say six three six four and, and that was my follow-up which was where do you think he'll fit in collegiately like at a yeah at a four-year school that's then right. you, you base you so you think he's still more of the nai level kid or i, I do yeah I, I think he could play a three at the nai level he could guard it for sure because the way he guards um I don't. I don't know that he shoots well enough to be a two. Okay. At the next at the NA level, but but I think he could be a three for sure. And sometimes kids go off to even a prep school or junior college and completely change around their skill set just because that's they have more time to work on their game. So sure. even if you got a full load of classes, you're still probably only in class what three and a half three and a half hours a day. Right. Right. I mean, like physically in class and who knows what that looks like now with COVID, but 
the, the Nicholson commitment sort of surprised me just because I thought he was going to play a full season and maybe end up at a prep school. Well, I'm sorry, a full season of AAU and then end up at a prep school. Um, right. I don't know if that was necessarily announced. I think I just took it for granted because that's what, you know, Jaden Brewer's doing and a couple of other guys and he and Jaden play with the same Indian elite team. So probably my fault for the conflating the two there, but, um, Jackson Edwards, did you, Chris, did you see any of the 17 year old stuff this weekend? Were you pretty much just locked in with those? I was pretty much, I was pretty much locked in with the 2024, but I saw him play two weeks ago at the Pangos and he looked pretty good, especially yeah. driving he, the ball and dribbling a lot better than the high school season. I what I, he's, yeah, he's way more aggressive so far early going in the spring than he was during the school year. Now I saw one of his better games uh, for buff uh, where he was lights out to begin with and really cathedral jumped him and, and Burbuff sort of Burbuff did fight their way back a little bit, but, but cathedral never lost control of that game. And then like I, we talked about it last week, there were times during the season where, or there were games during the season where he would just disappear. And I don't think they can, that's got to be something that he matures out of. Um, now, what he's done so far this spring, what he did today was he was always in attack mode. And they got thumped pretty hard uh, by one of the Indiana Lee teams, but uh, he played. I thought he played awfully well. He was aggressive. Uh, the things he controlled, he could, the things he could control, he controlled his effort, his motor, um, decision making. Those were on point with where he needs to be. He, he took shots that were open to him. He drove when they weren't open. Uh, he found teammates. He just didn't shoot the ball well. He just didn't finish well today, and that's something that he had been doing well uh, the entire time, so, or at least the, this entire spring so far. And and he's he's got it. He's got lockdown potential on the defensive end of the floor. And if, if nothing else, he's going to be able to play on that end of the floor and, and his, his offensive game will mature and, and develop. And, and, um, you know, I will say that when coach Simmons took, took the job at Eastern Illinois, uh, they called me like day one or day two. And we talked a lot about Jackson Edwards and, and, um, you know, so that was, um, and that's something that I thought they were definitely going to take a, take an interest in, and he he played pretty well and in front of some people that have his have Coach Simmons's ear, I guess. So it's, it's somebody else. It's not just me because um, I've not talked to them since the first week, at least about Jackson. So uh, they got somebody else telling them how well he's playing, and and I think that's a great situation for him that Ohio Valley level the horizon league level. Those are where his two offers are from. So um, if he can just be more consistent shooting the ball, I th- you know, who knows defensively he's, he's, you know, he's, he's just such a great defender. He could guard multiple positions. So I, I really like him and, and uh, what type of player he can be, especially in that low D one level. So uh, no, no other real surprises. Nobody else jumps out. Um the um, some of the stuff like Alma Gerard's kind of a lot of the same. Comer is a lot of the same, which just there's definitely no. It's definitely good. It's definitely great to have more options. Um, Conwell still a little perplexed that Division two schools and and lower D ones aren't getting involved, and, and maybe they're calling and we're just not getting that information. Uh, but but right now his offers are pretty much all NAI level offers, right, Zach? 
yeah, uh, Bethel Huntington, Indiana Wesleyan, Marion, and then Xavier out of Louisiana. Yeah. And Suter picks up Robert Moore off Robert Morris off for this week, the college, you know, Division One school out of Pittsburgh or the Pittsburgh area. Um, be curious to see what happens with the rest of his recruiting this summer because he's injured. He's going to be out three months, three to four months. So he's going to miss the next two big evaluation periods coming up, and, and that will push him into the fall as far as getting new looks. But uh, the way he was playing, I felt he was getting more and more toward mid-major status just because he was being more aggressive with his shot and, and being a, you know, a lot more accurate with it as well. So, I mean, that kid – you know, it's nice. Carmel's open to, to its student athletes and he is in there a ton, um, getting extra shots up. So there's about six or seven kids that are in there pretty much every week getting up extra shots. And he was one of them. So if anybody wants to know what the, uh, key to that type, the success they've been having, it's being able to have your facilities, facilities accessible to athletes, not just basketball, but other sports. And then um, having the kids willing to take advantage of it. And that's what's going on uh, at at my alma mater. So I'm happy for that. But, um, well, we're going to move now, unless we have anything else we want to discuss. Zach, anything pop up on the recruiting that that surprised you or or went a direction you 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 didn't anticipate? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it's good to see like A.J. Dixon get an offer now. From, yeah, uh, Marion. Uh, we know he's super athletic, and he's starting to put things together for Coach Bo there at Maryville. So it'll be interesting to see how his AU season still plays out, and then uh, next year also. Uh, Jake Moynihan, I think I, I feel like he's kind of getting under recruited, maybe by some NAIs locally. I I feel like he's a great rebounder. Uh, yeah, and that that's one thing that relentless. typically translates is is rebounding. Right. And he is blue. I mean, he, he throws his body around. I mean, that kid, I mean, he did some dangerous stuff plays in the fall league, which I appreciate. And he uh, did some dangerous stuff in that, in those games, just being super aggressive and going down the ground and, you know, and competition to him is competition. So he, he wanted to win that possession and, and, you know, he did, you know, he does play at a small school they don't play a great schedule. But uh, he, um, you know, he's a kid that didn't get a lot of extra exposure to again, I mean, just because of COVID and didn't get an opportunity to change a ton of opinions. But I would, right. I'm agree with you. I think that crossroads leagues are missing out here. Yeah. I don't know where Graceland is. I guess we could say it's what, is it in Tennessee? Are we... uh, yeah, I have no idea either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had on the list. So that was good. Yeah. Um, on our, on our database list. So. Uh, they, they've offered a couple kids. So, but we're going to move now to what we saw this weekend in the class of 2024. Zach, you going to hang around for that or what are you, are you dropping off? Yeah, I'll listen for a little bit here. Probably before okay. I take off. That's cool. If you got any questions about kids, let us know. I mean, just Definitely. chime in. Don't, yeah, don't, don't uh, be bashful there. So, so what Chris and I are going to do, we're going to name off our five kids. I didn't give him any other criteria, just five kids that made an impression uh, I may have gone a different direction with my list than he did. Um, but Chris, w- w- we're going to name all five kids and we're going to discuss, discuss most of them. And then, um, then at the end of it, we're going to throw three more names on the, on the, on the grill, so to speak, and maybe not discuss them a ton, just three other guys to keep, keep an eye on. Cause these are kids. I, I will say up the top, 
and Zach, you can, you can definitely chime in on this thing because we've talked about it a bunch and, or at least a little bit. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about the class of 2024 yet. I know one of our listeners um, thinks highly of it and he's got a son in both the 2021 and 2024 classes and he compares them favorably. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, and I, I think one of the reasons why is because when we, as all these varsity games that we went to this year, and I go to JV games. I, I get there early to most of them. I, I didn't see a lot of guys getting moved up. Um, I can go through the mixed schools. There's not a ton of guys getting moved up to the JV team. There's, there's certainly some guys making an impression at smaller schools. Uh, but we're not talking about the kinds of kids like, you know, Pierce Thomas playing varsity, four, basically a four-year starter at Brownsburg, Jaden Taylor, basically a four-year starter at Perry Meridian, DJ Hughes, basically a four-year starter at Lawrence North. There is none of that in this class uh, that, that I've seen yet. Pete Suter, well, that's a different, it's 2022. But, you know, kids like that that are starting as freshmen at big schools or on teams that win a ton, I think the closest to that is, is Isaac Andrews from Wapahani as far as kids that are playing on starting on teams that, that, um, you know, are ranked all year in one class or another. And, and I'm sure once we go down that road, we could probably throw out four or five names, but it's not the predominant. It's not big time names. It's not big time programs or bigger programs. Um, but there are some good kids coming up, and, and I, I was actually surprised that one of them, and um, I'll get to that when we get to my list, but, but that's my take on it. Is, Zach, did you feel like, did you see any impact freshmen other than, now you saw Bronte Johnson right? Yep, at I Fort Wayne North, for, and you liked Fort him North. a lot. Yep, yep. Just his size already as a freshman, his, his uh, athleticism, and just how, much, how vocal he was with those dudes already was great, yeah. I thought. Um, I know he plays football. A lot of those guys play football for North also, though. So, I mean, maybe he has a good relationship with those dudes, and they really they really like him. So, but, yeah, I really like Bronte. Did you see any other freshmen that uh, – That's what I've been trying to think of. I was – I didn't even think about research or anything before we – Well, no, I, I didn't even think about asking that. I, I think my – and we will have a podcast here probably sometime in June – where we talk about who we think the top freshmen are. And, you know, that'll be based on what some, what we've seen in the AAU that will, you know, their AAU stuff that will also be based on, um, you know, what, what we saw during the school year, but even looking down, I mean, you know, I think most people would think that Johnson is the best freshman in the state. Would we, would we agree with that? Uh, I mean, just from what I've seen, I, I, I would say probably, I don't know of any, no, I don't think of anybody. I can't think of any other names from around up here that I watched that, that actually played varsity or made an impact on varsity. Chris, what do you think of that? You, I've, you probably didn't see a ton during the school year though. Did you? I mean, the only, the only, I mean, we play mostly four A schools and the only freshman that played like a good amount of varsity was Lina Brooks from Franklin yeah. Central. He's um, there. Yeah. He, he would be up there as well. Yeah, and he's yeah, he's definitely up there too. But I don't think I'm pretty sure Bronte like did a lot more than Lina did, and I don't think 
I'm not sure if Lina started at the end of the year, but I, I think that he was more of like a first guy off the bench type of thing because he right. even played he even played a quarter of JV against us, I believe. So, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at just, I mean, just on max preps, looking at stats. Now I realize, you know, not everybody reported games and not everybody updated, you know, their games. It's just not the same level of impact that, class of 2021 had. and I think most of us feel that and, it, and it's not fair to these kids to be compared to that class that was just a discussion that I had off air uh, with a with a parent who I've known for a few years and and whom whom I have great basketball discussions with from time to time and and you know he's probably going to text me and tell me you know he's going to you know tell me keep an eye out you know and and look there, there's there's definitely going to be some good players and we're going to discuss some of them here and um but just not the impact guys that that I think we've seen, and certainly not the number of impact guys that were fairly obvious. I mean, I just named the three Butler recruits out of Indianapolis that played at 4A schools. That was all I did, and there's none of that in this class. You know, that doesn't include – you know, that doesn't include studs like first. Um, you know, I don't know that anybody specifically thought Trey Kaufman would be – what he is when he was a freshman, he really, really changed his body his freshman year. Um, can't underscore that enough in a discussion like that. Um, but, you know, just just not a lot. It's just not the same. And it's not fair because 2021 is probably the best class Indiana's had since, what, 2007 maybe? Do we think that? I mean, I'm, I know I'm not. I know I'm throwing stuff at you here, especially Zach, without much, not much, uh, you know, precursor, not much setup. But I mean, I think 2021. You have to go back to 2007 to get a class that probably had as m- much impact players at the high school level that that also went on to play high major basketball or, or you know some really good mid major basketball. So right. But anyway, all right, we'll move on. Chris, what uh, name your five guys, and I'll name my five guys, and then um, then we'll start discussing some of these kids. Okay, so the first guy played with um, D1 Indiana's 2024 team, and, is, and I believe he'll still be playing at Jeffersonville, but his name's Jerrion Fairman. He's the brother okay. of Jalen Fairman, who's okay. also the um, – and they play very similarly, but he's got – Jerrion's definitely – a better shooter already, I'd think. Um, he hit a couple threes and had a step back three in the game I watched and really finished really well through contact. And they played a – trying to remember what team it was, but they had – they weren't, like, that great, but they had some pretty good size. Like, they weren't a tiny team in any means. I mean, he's about, oh. like, six, three, six, four already, too. Wow, um, so he's bigger than his brother. But go go through your list quick. Go through your list okay. quickly, and then I'll go through my list quickly, and then then we'll get, we'll get to the discussion part. That way people know who they're – they're listening for and they can determine if they want to keep listening or not. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. Then the next one, Caden Collins, five nine guard from Danville, who played for Indiana Ice. The third one's Tyree Howell, who's a five seven guard from Evansville Bossy, who played for Indiana Elite TI. Um, Jack Benter, a six two guard from Brownstown Central and played for Grand Park Premier, UA Rise, and then Taden Metzger, six one guard from Marion that played for the uh, Indiana elite TI team as well. So that was the five for me. Did you name the bossy kid? Yeah. Tyree Howell. Yep. He was. Okay. The, 
third. Yeah. I know that was one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, the Caden Collins kid from Danville, you sure you had him on the right team? Yeah. He, I believe on the roster you sent me, I believe he was number four. Um, he played, um, he played for, he's with Indiana faith now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's oh, who wow. he played with us. So number four. Yeah. That the stuff that I sent you, uh, may not be, uh, <laughs> may not be fully accurate. Well, yeah, whoever was – okay, well, then, yeah, but whoever was – Whoever four, number four was for Indiana Ice's nice. 2024 guy, team. Yeah, that guy was not that big, but he was incredible with driving. I mean, incredible. Because I've got Caden down as one of my guys, and he's definitely not 5'9". So – and he definitely didn't play for it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I so I kind of screwed you on that one, didn't I? That's my fault. Yep. I can I, I can just pick someone else up. Um, I'll, I'll add Connor Todd Hunter. He's a six-four forward on the Indiana Ice team from Faith Christian. I've okay, there you go. My uh, my five guys, uh, three of them are gonna well, two of them are gonna be the same. Uh, those are gonna be Jack Benner from Brownstown Central, and Tade Metzger from Marion. Uh, Josiah Gustin from Pendleton Heights, uh, Nitarian Tuggle from Northwood. That's the guy Zach that I texted you about, yeah. and then immediately texted coach wolf and called him and blew him a bunch of crap for that kid not getting any not getting a lot of rc minutes this year but you know seniors it's, it's not like northwood's bad either you know they're pretty good so um and then caden collins who we just talked about he's on my list as well so um you know the the five guys i chose i thought those were kids and I didn't tell, I didn't give Chris any criteria, just five guys he liked. And, and mine, I went the direction of, of guys that I thought had maybe, maybe a little bit more room to grow into their ceiling than what they had. It may not be the best guys right now, um, especially Josiah Gustin. But, but I looked at guys that I thought had a you know, really good ceiling, really good um, opportunity to pass kids up. Um, and you know, kind of projecting forward kids that I think, you know, a lot of this could be physical development, you know, and we'll get to that a little bit more when we talk about the difference between Jack Benner and Tate Metzger, or at least the differences I see those two. But, but so go ahead, Chris, back to who you were talking about and, and give us some more detail on, on the guys on your list. Yeah. So back to Jerry and Fairman from um, Jeffersonville. That guy and that guy's a. I think he's a really high potential guy. Um, and then that is assuming because I know he. I'm guessing he moved with his brother from the Louisville or wherever Louisville school. Yeah. The, but, so his brother's going back to play in Kentucky because they are letting those kids play an extra year. I'm not sure how that would apply to Fairman since he traveled since he transferred to an Indiana school, or how that will be greeted in the state of Kentucky. Um, each state has their own high school association and he may already know, they may already know that it's cool. Everything's, you know, he might be going back to Jefferson town, which is just like the Southeast side of Louisville. Um, the only reason why I specifically know that is because that's where my hotel was near two weeks ago. And I ate at a nice little breakfast diner um, Sunday morning, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, right now they, uh, I think Fairman's taking advantage of Kentucky allowing those guys to have an extra year. But um, so if his brother's staying in Jeffersonville, obviously, I mean, hell, it wouldn't even be that big of a commute. 
from where they live, uh, especially with the new bridge. I say it's new, it's over a year old now, but especially with the new bridge there, uh, going from Jefferson town to Jeffersonville and a commute wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be too, too daunting of a task. So, but, uh, yeah, keep going with your assessment of Fairman. Yeah. But Fairman, yeah, he, I mean, when I say he plays a lot like his brother, I mean, I mean, and he, he even shot better from when I saw Jalen because I saw Jalen with that D1 Indiana team when I saw Edwards. Um, and then that game, Jalen did not shoot much, but Jerrion shot a couple threes and had a step back three, two that he made. And um, and he just looks kind of like, you know, uh, almost like his ceilings, like a almost a better shooting version of his brother. Um, yeah from a high school standpoint. And that's pretty good, really. Um, and he's, like I mentioned, he's about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, already. I mean, he's got great size. And he definitely plays as a guard. He's not any, not really like a forward either. And he's, I mean, he's he's a really high potential guy that, um, you know, no matter which school he goes to, I think he could definitely be a college prospect down the line, especially with how well built he is already. Um and then, and then, can I go to the next guy too? Yeah, go. Yeah, hit get the bossy kid because I know yeah. that's one that we both liked. I like you. You you made the comment you were gonna let me have Tuggle. I, I was gonna let you have him. This this little guy is is something else. He's fun to watch, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you have Tyre Howell, who's a. I'm. I think he may be five. I think he's. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's five seven, but I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere he's five five during the season. But <laughs> you keep talking. Way, I'll look up what I put. I'll, I'll look up what I put for him, and and you keep. Let's see. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and no, he, wrong he, age group. And yeah, and he he's not that tall, which you know, give him that. But I mean, for his height, I, he's incredibly skillful. I um, put him at five eight just because I was sitting pretty high and and was trying to be nice. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I saw five five from like an eight one two hoops video they saw of him over the season. But Howell, he's one of the guys in the state from this class that played fairly significant minutes for a pretty good team. He's in that group too. Um, over at Bossy, Evansville Bossy, where he got about seven and a half a game. Um, and in the game I watched, he's I mean he's a great dribbler, which I mean for his size, you know, he kind of have to be in his he's extremely quick too and and the thing about him is it's not just with some guys that are that small you know just kind of dribbling and speed but he has a pretty dang good shot too um and he there was a couple times in that game where he had a couple threes in a row um and he had some passes that were full court and and i mean his skill his skill at his size you have to be really skilled to kind of pop out when you're when you're you know five six five 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 seven um or five eight whatever you want to say that but him is a freshman and him being able to play for a pretty good bossy team on varsity and almost start he may have even um that says something too and and he had two or three passes that I just couldn't believe he did them from near like the he got a rebound near the opponent's free throw line just threw it and it went perfectly to someone over behind half court and they got a layup stuff like that and he's and he's and I mean, his team isn't like there's only on his t- team in the end team. There's probably only two or three guys that I'd say are like exceptionally quick too. So like, it's not just guys that are just sprinting full court, getting open to. And and he's a good passer. And like I said, his shooting really impressed me because I thought I wasn't really expecting much, but he his ability. He hit three or four threes in the game I watched. Um, and yeah, and he's definitely was more impressive than I expected because like I said, I heard about him from the uh. 
812 Hoops Twitter page, which is a big one down in southern Indiana. They posted some highlights. So, yeah. He's, he's, I love the way he shot the ball. And, and I also loved his tenacity on defense. And, look, I, I think there's going to be some times where his size is definitely a disadvantage or a, a disadvantage. Uh, but there's also going to be some times where his size is an advantage. He really gets into somebody's knees. I don't mean that from an like from an injury standpoint, but I mean from a like he's constantly trying to shoot down at the ball when as it's going down. I mean he's he really gets into people and and in spurts. And and obviously there's going to be some times when somebody can you know just muscle him up a little bit at least currently. Um, and I'm not sure his frame if he's got the frame where he'll be able to put on a bunch of weight, like he's not going to be, he's, he's going to be like, um, he, it's funny. Cause there's um, uh, Joel Okafor coaches one of the teams this past week and he's a smaller guard, but he's also built like a brick house, you know, and, and he's, it's just a different, it's just a different physicality that, that, um, that he has that, that this kid has and he's just uh but he's he's a gnat on defense i i love watching him play um i know you liked him from the beginning and i i, I grew to like him as the as the game wore on he shot the ball extremely well and, and you're you're absolutely right so um to, the, the kid from indiana faith that you were talked about i'm sorry the kid from uh, lafayette yeah faith christian yeah go go there and then we'll we'll talk about the two kids that we have in common then i'll I'll go through my my last three guys, and then we'll we'll then we'll get we'll close it up. Go talk about this yeah. kid. Yep. Yeah. So this guy's the substitute for whoever was number four um, <laughs> on the Indian Ice, but his name's Connor Todd Hunter. He's a six four six five forward at Faith Christian, which that's a very I believe that's a very small school, like you said, up yeah. by Lafayette. Um, and he's he, this is a guy that I think has honestly a seems like he he's built that to be a a pretty gritty forward and he he was he seemed to he was definitely their tallest player um and he but i mean he looked he was very good rebounding the ball and that's kind of why i put him here i felt like every time they got a rebound he was the one getting it and he even got a few offensive boards and and i believe the team they're playing um trying to remember i think they had a guy who was about six six as their big so he he it wasn't like you know, him rebounding against six feet guys. Um, but he really aggressively was getting into the paint and getting those rebounds and had a couple nice post moves on offense, um, had a few mid-range jump shots too. And he's a guy that for Faith Christian, um, I think he can be a good player for them. And I really think if he can get – he can grow a couple more inches, get to that like six 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 seven size range, um, he could be a really, really solid forward. Um, in terms of defense, especially because I'd say that's stronger part of his game right now. Because again, he was a very good rebounder, and he 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 kind of honestly, from a more of a defensive aspect, reminded me of Jake Moynihan, who I've watched a couple times, um, especially rebounding the ball. I mean, in both, and not not necessarily a direct comparison, but just kind of in, made me think of seeing him for the first time when Jake was a sophomore when we were at the wedding tournament a couple of years ago, but. Yeah, but Todd Hunter, he's, like I said, just a guy who really stuck out just because of how well he was crashing the boards and got a couple offensive rebounds where he had to, you know, go through some contact to get them and um, and had two blocks, too, I believe I marked down. So, 
Yeah, but he was a pretty solid player for the Indiana Ice Gold team. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I did not. That's one one of the teams I didn't get to see this weekend. Um, I moved over to was yesterday afternoon. I moved over to Grand Park to watch. I'm sorry, Finch Creek to watch some 2023 guys play as well. So, um, all right. So we so the two guys we have in common are uh, Jack Benner and um, Tate Metzger. Both both shoot the ball extremely well and and both what did you see which two did you like better do you, do you have a preference i i think that from saturday's games i would say i feel like in the game I, now i watched two of jack venter because they had um another one that day i'm trying to figure out who they played in the second game but i would say just based off one game i think Taden was more impressive um, but Benter was still really good. Um, and I'll look here on the schedule who I saw that second game and they're, they're playing all area gold in the second game. I watched the grand park team. I watched that before I left. Um, and he had two or three threes in a row in that game. Benter did. Um, and he just, his shot, his shot looks great already. I mean, his shot looks like one of those pure shooter guys and and then Metzger and Metzger the thing that really stood out actually let me look at my note for uh Venter and, and back to Venter really quick I also thought that his defense was pretty good too he wasn't one of those guys that sometimes shooters are just one-dimensional especially in AU I thought Venter did a good job on defense and saw some passing lanes well especially in that second game he got um, one or two steals while I was watching um even he, he has shot. to guard even he has to defend to play for his dad so yeah the brownstown they're never going to slack off on them I mean, they may have some bad games but they're never going to slack off on the defensive end of the floor and and he was i saw him play one of the, I, I think i think the game i saw at 28 during the school season against uh, eastern high school down in pekin and you know, he's they came back and won that game, and, and a lot of it was on his shoulders. And it was impressive to watch how he could take over stretches of a game, even as a freshman. And and a lot of it manifested itself this weekend where he's more than a shooter, he's a scorer. And I think that's for me, I, I like the, the two things I like about him better than Metzger because I, again, I got Metzger on this list, and I and I for very good reason. Um, First of all, I think Benner's got more growing to do physically. I think he's you, – you look at him, he's got a different body. He's got um, – look, it's one of those things you start projecting these kids and you got to start figuring out how many of these kids have maybe reached their peak physically, at least as far as height goes. Obviously, kids will get stronger. But then there's some kids that are going to grow into their body, and Jack's one of those guys that has – looks like he's got a lot of growing to do. Uh, one of the other names I've got here, Josiah Gustin, is going to be a kid that fits that parameter as well. Um, I like that the games that we've seen that we saw this weekend, I liked it in the game I saw during the school year, Benner really looked to be more of a scorer too, and not just a catch and shoot guy. Um, Metzger, who I like, the one thing I loved about Metzger besides his shot is how he gets into a shot. He can get his shot. Um, I mean, he can get one, two dribble into his shot just about anywhere, but, but i never saw him really go to the basket. And I don't know if that necessarily matters. He's 6'2". Um, 
but he's got a beautiful looking shot. And I, I honestly, I think him and, and Benner, at least among the wings are probably the best shooters in that class. And I, I thought they both looked really good this weekend. And, and, um, you know, I thought that was, um, I, I really loved how Metzger, like he can bounce into his shot. He can hop back. He's got a couple of different ways he can get to his shot. And, um, you know, whereas Benner, he puts the ball on the floor, man, he's looking to make a play. And I, you know, and he, but then he's also a guy that is pretty deadly of, you know, outside shot. You know, I'm repeating myself at this point, the game they lost this weekend, he didn't play. I don't know why he didn't play. What's, you know, what was going on with that? But um, someone said maybe his hip was bothering him, but um, you know, they were, you know, they, he, those two guys were the two of the best shooters I saw out of the wing spots. I mean, you know, talked about the guy from bossy um, another guy I'm going to name here in a minute. Um, I love the way he shot the ball, but um, my other three guys, I'll go through a little bit quicker. Josiah Gustin, I've referenced him a couple times. Um, six foot six might be shading at a little tall. Uh, he may be closer to six, five, but pretty long, really young looking kid from Pendleton Heights. And he had a good year of varsity. I don't know if he started, if he came off the bench, but statistically he had a good year. I uh, was hearing things about uh, Pendleton freshmen. And, and I know that that part of the state has a number of freshmen that are starting the varsity level. And he, he's a kid that definitely produced. I loved how he run the floor. I love how he puts the ball on the floor. Uh, he, he was able to clean up uh, a lot of stuff in transition. And, and I thought he rebounded this position pretty well. And his perimeter game's got to improve. Uh, you know, I did, he did look like he had good shot mechanics from where I was sitting. Uh, maybe a slow release, but that's something that, you know, gets honed up or gets honed in a little bit as he gets older. But um, Caden Collins, one you, you sort of referenced earlier in a, in a roster snafu. I thought he was six foot, six one point guard from Danville. He is very athletic. He's a high jumper. I thought he's extremely skilled. He shot the ball well. He shot it well off the dribble. He shot it well off the catch. He made plays off a of ball screen action. He did a lot of good things this weekend. I don't know who they got beat by. Um, I know they were missing one of their better players when we saw him on Saturday, Jay Strode from Frankfurt. Uh, but Collins was a recent pickup for them, and he's, he's really good. He's got – Danville is – doing a pretty good job of producing talent and keeping, you know, keeping kids coming through their system, you know, which is a credit to Brian Barber and, but, but Caden's got a chance. I mean, he's probably the, one of the better athletes that had to go through there in, in a while and especially among their perimeter players. But, um, and then the other kid that I liked an awful lot, I thought he was the best guard that I saw this weekend was Nitarian Tuggle from Northwood. Six one, extremely strong. Um, shot the ball well. He's got a quick release. He's got a very compact release. Uh, his shot mechanics off the catch were really impressive. And and defensively, I thought he was as good defensively as anybody I saw this weekend, regardless of class. The other one that I love defensively, if we're going to jump up a couple grades, is the Fairman kid from Jeffersonville, the older one. He, again, even though they lost today. Um, he was really good defensively. He was about the only guy that could really shut down or, or stop Travis Grayson. Yeah, Zach, you would have enjoyed the game we watched today yeah, or that geez. I watched today. 
Yeah, Grayson was really good. Um, he shoot it well? He did, yeah. Grayson was the best player on the court when Team Indiana played D1 Indiana. And, and that's me liking Jackson Edwards. Uh, I referenced that game. But, yeah, Travis Grayson was the best player on the court during that game. So, um, But Fairman did as good a job on him as anybody on that team. But I, this back to Tuggle, you know, he played mostly JV for, um, for Northwood. Northwood's got a lot of young talent coming up and they, they definitely still had their seniors last year. And, you know, they were a team that, um, you know, coach Wolf's looking forward to these young guys becoming the veterans and next year they're going to play, you know, they're going to play three sophomores a freshman and, and two or three juniors and, and be one of the better three, a teams in the state. And I think this Tuggle kid is going to be right in the mix now. Whether he plays off the ball or at the point, I don't know. He played a ton of point this weekend. I, I just thought he was exceptional. Uh, physically, he handles the position well. He, he's just uh, – I think there's still room for him to, to get bigger. I don't know what – you know, he didn't meet parents. I don't know if he's got a tall, tall mom, tall dad, whatever it is. But, but he didn't look like he was just this, doing it just because he was more mature than everybody else. He's legitimately strong. And I loved his disposition on the court. Um, I mean, he just – he checked a lot of boxes, for especially for a kid that age. And, um, you know, that's definitely going to be one to, to keep an eye on. So, um, give us just three more names that you had that you saw this weekend and maybe just one short sentence about each one of them. Yeah, and I wanted to also mention about Nitarian. I, I saw him too in yeah. that thing you showed me. And I, I also think that it's worth knowing that I think he's he's also got pretty good size already too. Like he's not um for like a smaller school, you know, sometimes they're smaller guards. He looks he looks just with I mean size wise with all the other good guards in the class. Like he's he's right there with them and he he was really a surprise for me in that day and he he yeah. he, he would definitely be probably the top guy I saw too, without a doubt. So, yeah. But um, three other guys. I'll start with their coach. I couldn't tell the first night. I think it was Quatez Bennett, who's a six-five forward from Jeffersonville for the D1 Indiana team. Okay. Um, he had a pretty good frame, um, a nice-looking jump shot, and he was very athletic. Had a dunk in the game I saw. He's a Jeffersonville guy, so. He could be interesting. Um, Isaac Andrews, he the game I saw earlier this uh, spring of him, he, yeah, I believe he had foul trouble. I'm pretty sure. Um, but this game, he looked he looked very good shooting the ball. Looked like the type of guy that I'd expect to be, kind of like a guy that could average 20, 25 points per game, being like the main option just because he had a pull up three, um, and could catch and shoot. A lot of scoring versatility there. Um, and then a third guy, um, I'll mention um, what the guy's name? King Jimison, who's, I'd say, about a 6'1 wing type player. And he's from Indiana Math and Science Academy. Um, he was just like a really bruising type of forward. And he, he was about 6'1, I'd say a 6'1 forward. He wasn't very big, but in the game they played, um, and that was on that D1 Indiana team, he, he, he drove really well. And he's probably, I'd guess, a pretty elite underclassman for um indiana math and science so he played he played for the d1 indiana team or they played against d1 indiana he played for the d1 Indiana. okay okay 
Uh, my three guys, just real quick, Cameron Kasky from Pike, 6'3", super, super athletic. I think he's only been playing basketball like competitively for a couple of years. Or maybe maybe what it was said to me was that he, he's only been playing like travel, like, you know, competitive travel, you know, travel team AAU basketball for a couple of years. Uh, like, like Collins, a high jumper, uh, maybe a little bit of a springer than Collins. He's, I think he's already high jumping in practice seven feet, which is, um, I've coached two state champions in basketball. I've coached two basketball players who won state championships in the high jump and, and Eddie White from Pike in the late, the late nineties pulled a seven foot championship uh jump i don't know where that rec where that's gone that was a record at the time i don't know where that's gone um evidently kids are jumping seven three seven four now so i don't know where that where that record stands but when i heard he jumped seven foot as a freshman um that caught my attention and then he he had one player where just kind of glided through the air and sort of finger rolled uh i think he was trying to dunk it and then kind of figured out maybe he was a little a little too far away but um just a super, super athlete. Um, Jack Miller, 6'2", 6'3", wing from Madison. His uh, extremely aggressive off the dribble. I loved how hard he played. His father, uh, John Miller, is the head coach at uh, Hanover College. And, um, and then Miles Baker is a uh, point guard at Lawrence North. We talked again about kids that uh, got moved up or kids that played JV at the MIC level. There weren't a lot, but Miles Baker was one of them. Him and, and Kobe Bowles were both freshmen at Lawrence North that, that played JV this year. Now, both those kids are reclasses, though. Um, and that was another point I made to my my friend that some of the some of the kids that were able to to make that jump or, you know, to get called up were kids that had that had reclassed. And um, but nonetheless, Miles Baker was impressive this weekend. He's a little guard who can. um doesn't get into trouble and he can really, really, it doesn't get into trouble on the court and he can really shoot the ball. I was really, really impressed with him this weekend and, and a kid that um, had not seen play a whole lot. Um, I thought, I thought, I think at one point he was at Mount Vernon in their middle school system, um, but then surfaced this year uh, or resurfaced this year at Lawrence North on their JV team. So Zach, any of those guys, any of those guys, uh, any questions you got? Any of those guys? Uh, I mean, those are pretty much – we've only got one Northern Indiana guy out of that bunch. Yeah, I mean, I'd definitely get Tuggle on my radar to check out next year. I'll see – I was going to see Northwood anyway with with their guys. Yeah, Brenner, Brenner, Brenner Roush. Yeah, so I'll add Tuggle to my list, though. Well, Wolfie's got a good group up there, and, and he's excited about, about Rash's little brother as well. So they're going to be um, – you know, they, they may be one year away from being like a state title contender next year. We've not really dove too deeply into who we think the top three, a teams are going to, you know, top teams in the state are going to be next year. Uh, that that's another conversation for June, I think. Um, but yeah, he's pretty excited. We've not seen anybody yet from the region out of this class. Um, so that's, that's something that has to happen here going you know going here the the rest of this month and, and definitely right. we look forward to june so i'm looking forward to uh the uh charlie hughes invitational that we didn't get to have last year it gives us always gives us a chance to see 
freshmen and sophomores, that's usually where, where we start to get a jump on kids. Obviously, if it's an age group I coach, I, I tend to have an advantage, but as far as picking up names, but, but the uh, freshmen and sophomores, uh, usually in the month of June is when we start seeing some of those guys pop up on the radar. And we just didn't have that last year. So, um, but definitely these are guys, look, this is not an inclusive, this is not an all inclusive list of the top players in the class. These are just guys that we saw this past weekend. I think Chris had seen some kids earlier in the month too, that we talked a little bit about. And we're, we're starting to get that the list of kids finalized for the website as well. And, um, you know, so Chris, we appreciate your time this week and, and look forward to getting you back on the road, getting, getting you back on the road in the upcoming weekends. And, and Zach, we got to get girls soccer over, don't we? I know. Push through this season here. Hey, hopefully it pays for my girls college here someday. Right. There we go. Is, it, cool. is she class of, what'd you say? Class of 2031. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Down the road, know, man. down the road. Maybe, the she'll, road. maybe she'll choose volleyball and indoor sport though. Right. Like you're saying. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I think indoor sports are the way to go in Northern Indiana. Yeah. Um, go ahead. You got your read ready? Yeah. Box Out Sports is the leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this upcoming season uh, or the finish of this season, I guess, if you want to do anything with uh, track or softball or baseball or tennis, uh, sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Of course, that Indiana podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We'd appreciate a rating rating and a review, or a review, either one, and would definitely appreciate a five-star rating. And and, uh, if you got any ideas on content that you'd like for us to discuss, in the coming weeks, feel free to give us a DM at Courtside IND on Twitter. That's Courtside IND on Twitter. Chris, what do you got coming up this week? Nothing. It's the Nothing? all three Just, of my sports. So <laughs> is volleyball done? Yeah. Well, we have the the playoffs, which are Wednesday, and then if we win, then it's Saturday. But but okay. I'm not I'm not playing in that since I was our JV season ended. So. Yeah, but oh, football's, football's off-season, basketball's off-season, so pretty unbusy right now. So Unbusy. You know what? I'd, I'd love to be unbusy someday. So, <laughs> Zach, you got more soccer coming up? Yep, practices this week and then games again next weekend. And we had we had a week off last week, so we get back at it, practice, practice Wednesday night, and then we play this weekend at the uh, George Hill event here in Indianapolis. So looking forward to getting getting our guys back on the court. And um, guys, appreciate appreciate the input as always every week. And um, for those that listen every week, we appreciate it. And those that are listening for the first time, hopefully you'll you'll keep listening and subscribe. Until next week, this is uh, Courtside Indiana. We look forward to having you back. Yeah.